Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you feel like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. What's up? This is your boy, Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unk, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unk podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversation with Unk, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hell, I suck at dating. With Dean Ungler and Jared Haven, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hey, suck army. Welcome to a brand new year of help. I suck at dating. 2022 version. Suck, Dean, suck, 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 suck. <laughs> I don't know how we made it. I got to be honest. I don't know how the hell we're still doing this podcast. It's great. I, I love it. You know what's funny? I've had two people come into the coffee shop within the past few days who have both said that they are part of Suck Army. Not even nice. like they listen to the podcast or, oh, yeah, I know, you know, you do the podcast with Dean. They were like, no, we are Suck Army. You that guys got to start selling like uh, Suck Army merch or something in the coffee shop. Oh, yeah. I mean, as long as you don't mind if I make money off your likeness, I'm, I'm doing it. Also, I got I to gotta point it out. Every time there's a new year and we're still doing this podcast, this is the fifth calendar year that we've been doing Help I Suck at Dating. We haven't been doing it for five years, technically, but it started in 2017. And we're still going strong in 2022. That's Dude, we're cool. like the modern, we're the modern day Howard Stearns. That's, you know... <laughs> There have been a lot of podcasts that have started and ended just in our lifespan alone. So um, I just I'm always proud to, to to say that, but I'm even more proud to announce. You no, know, we're changing it up this year in 2022. Each week we'll be joined by a female guest co-host to help us navigate some interesting dating topics and provide more insight and give us a female's perspective. To kick it off, we've got the best of the best. You know her, you love her. She's from Peter Weber's season of The Bachelor. It's Kelly Flanagan. Hi, Dot. How are you guys? I'm excited to be here. Yeah, we're excited uh, to have you. We're excited to have you, Kelly. And Kelly, you are the first guest on 2022, Help I Suck at Dating. And we're kind of like revamping the whole format. We're bringing in more personalities, more dynamics, more entertainment, because we all know that Dean and I, we get a little boring. Actually, we get a lot boring a lot of times. So we need people to like really carry our ass throughout this entire podcast. So that's what we're hoping. We're bringing in fresh blood to carry us through 2022 so help i suck at dating is still around in 2023 well hopefully i could help out a little bit i'm (laughs) I'm still uh, single over here guys (laughs) which is mind-boggling so kelly obviously everybody knows you from the bachelor franchise you were very known for dating peter weber Mm -hmm. after his season ended you guys broke up and now you say you're still single so how is the dating world going right now um I mean, I've been going, I've definitely been going on dates. I'm going to keep it private in terms of who <laughs> it's been. We want names, but... <laughs> numbers, social, social security, security numbers. <laughs> yep. Okay, I'll give you guys a funny story, though. So, um, you know, I moved down to Miami, and every time I come up to Chicago, like, I have to stay with my family. And my family is very protective. They're very nosy. They're very much so in my business. So... Kelsey Weir and I, we come up here and, um, you know, we're seeing these guys or whatever from Chicago and we're like going on a double date. So my brother's like kind of over here. They're like seeing us get ready and they're like, who are you going with? And I was like, I'm not telling you, like mind your own business, stay out of it. 
And so they're very, very nosy. So we're walking out of the apartment or the condo and I see like the door guy following us out. And I'm like, why is this door guy like following us out? Like what's going on? Like, this is just a creepy start. Like my brothers aren't here. They had to go to dinner. So I was like, I don't think it has to do with them. So we go to dinner. It's great. It's amazing. Um, At the end, you know, I have Lyme disease, so I like can't eat sugar, can't eat carbs. So it's so embarrassing to try to go on these dates. And I'm like eating a freaking cucumber. (laughs) And they're they're, like, you still hungry? I'm like, no, don't worry about it. Like, just can't eat anything in this restaurant, but whatever. Um, So it gets a little embarrassing there. And then at the end, the waitress comes and she's like, puts like this cake in front of me. And I'm like, we didn't order dessert. What's going on? And she was like, happy birthday. Like, you know, your brother Tom couldn't make it. And oh my God. Say he's really sorry. And I was like, are you kidding me? So now these guys are like, who's Tom? Like, so did he like pay off the doorman to follow you or something? He paid off the doorman to follow. Okay. So then it, it gets worse. So then these guys are like, who's Tom? And it's like creepy. And I'm like, I don't want to be like, my brothers are really weird and intrusive <laughs> and they're sending us desserts. And I have no idea how they found out what restaurant we're at. So I find out that they called my sister to see where my location was. And then they sent a dessert to that um, dinner place. And then I have to explain to these guys. And then I get a text from my brother being like, knowing what kind of car he drives. And he'll be like, hey, I'll tell the valet to pull up the car. And I'm sitting there being like, I am never going to be able to date. Like, I am so, never going to be able to date normally. Like, this is so not ha- and you have, Do you have one brother or two brothers? I have four. Oh my gosh, four brothers. Okay, so have they always been like super overprotective of you? Yeah, and they just like don't approve of anyone. So I just like don't like them getting too much involved because I just know their disapproval is going to be there. So I just don't like to tell them much unless it's like something serious. Have you ever had a guy come up to you and say, hey, listen, your brothers like just really uh, uh, like scared me or like, you know, they sat him down, have a conversation. What am I thinking of? What's the word I'm thinking of? Where like a brother would sit down one of your boyfriends and be like, yeah. Like, I'm going to have a talk with you. You know, kind of like, you know, Michelle had, Michelle's parents had with the two guys yesterday. They sit down, they have the talk, and they're like, hey, what's your intentions? Do you love my sister? Have your brothers ever done that? I think in a different way. I don't think they would, like, sit down and be like, do you love my sister? They expect every guy to be like, yeah, duh. Like, what guy is going to be dumb enough to be like, no. I think they hit them on a more, like, uh, manipulative route, if that makes sense. How do you you mean? They, they'll like test them. Like, for example, I remember, man, I won't say names, but maybe people can assume. I remember my brothers were just like, one of my exes was so excited to like continue to go to Vegas and like continue to go to like nightclubs. My brothers were like red fucking flag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and- I, I heard big nightclub guy. Hey, hey, we weren't <laughs> naming names, Jared. Come on, man. No, no names here, but... um you know, the excitement for that. Cause my brothers used to do that when they were younger, but now they're at an age where they're like, all right, you know, like Vegas is Vegas, whatever, have fun. But at the same time, like they're not as amped up for that lifestyle anymore. So um, I guess when they see that stuff, I was sitting there, I was like, oh man, this, this failed. Like <laughs> This test just failed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm the same way too. I, I've said on this podcast many times, one of my favorite things about dating Kaylin is that we share same sentiment of like never wanting to go out and club or go to bars. Well, we go to like bars every once in a while, I guess. But like the nightclub scene is just not part of our relationship. And I agree. It's a red flag if someone you're dating is like very set in their ways on that type of stuff. Because it's like yeah. mostly mostly that stuff just leads to bad decisions in a lot of ways. And it's an unhealthy lifestyle too, for sure. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they, they do it more of the manipulative way. And then like I was going on <laughs> – a date here and Kelsey was staying back on this one, but like the way, how smart my brothers are, it's bad. Like they were just interrogating Kelsey to like try to get information out, like being like, but in a way that's not just like straight up, like in a way that she would almost have to like mess up. So <laughs> um, yeah, it's hard. It's really is that, hard. One, of the reasons you, is that one of the reasons you moved to Miami because you wanted to uh, have a little bit more freedom dating? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the only problem is they know a lot of people down there in Miami, too. So I just never uh, could catch a break. <laughs> wow, your brothers are everywhere. <laughs> They're everywhere, yeah. They're like uh, the CIA. Uh, they have informants truly. all around the country. You Weird. just moved to Miami. Mm-hmm. How long have you been in Miami for? So I've been there um, 
for the past like year, but I just got my place. My parents were up in Chicago, they're snowbirds. So I was staying at their place until they came down. And then I got my own place um, in downtown Miami. So have you, have, have you noticed a difference in the dating pool between Chicago and Miami yet? Um, yeah, I feel like in Chicago, I've been here for so many years. You kind of know all the people that like like to do the same stuff as you. That sounds weird, but it's like it's actually a small city. Um, and in Miami, I feel like there's so many people coming from all over, whether it's like Seattle, California, New York, Chicago. Like it's just it's more of a melting pot now from people all over. It's not just like Miami, Miami. So, um, yeah, I've met some good guys down there, but well, we got to ask. We got to ask yeah. because there are a lot of men that listen to this podcast. A lot of uh, single, uh, very, very, uh, you know, successful men that listen to this podcast. What is your type then? Because, you know, let's say there's a, a handsome single man listening to this podcast. And he's like, how do I get Kelly's attention? Um, one, I need someone who's like very just like intelligent. You know what I mean? Like I... I am a nerd at heart and I love someone to just kind of teach me new things. You know, I, I would say I'm very open-minded in a lot of senses and just for someone to like come in and be able to teach me new things and like kind of trust their judgment is something that I really value. Um, Also just like being, you know, being kind, but I also like witty people because I could be very sassy and I need people to like keep up with my wit and not necessarily take it so personal when I'm like mm. throwing little flirty jabs. Yeah, little jabs. <laughs> mm-hmm. You said something that always piques my interest, which is you said you're a nerd at heart. And I feel like in my experience before Ashley and I got married, when I was dating, you know, in the single world, a lot of women would be like, oh, I'm a nerd at heart. And then mm-hmm. I, thinking like, oh, she's a nerd, she can relate, would go on and talk about, you know, Batman Begins for like a good oh, hour wow. and a half. And oh, she no. was like, oh, no, 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 no. And it's like, oh, I misinterpreted it. I think a lot of guys go through this because guys <laughs> are real nerds at heart. Mm-hmm. Like, I know I'm an extreme. Like, you know, I could talk about Spider-Man No Way Home for about seven oh, weeks. No. But when you say you're a nerd at heart, what does that mean? Because I think a lot of guys want to know, okay, when a girl says, oh, I'm a nerd, what are you a nerd of? I think just like, for example, you know, right now with like, I've always been really into um, just health in general, like just knowing how our body works. So I can go on for hours about that and just just like staying healthy, like me and my my best friend his name is chase like we go at it because he's just like the mcdonald's kind of guy and i'm like you're not helping yourself and like i can go on for you know i could research that kind of stuff and just how our body works a lot that's like one thing another thing is like travel um i love to see how other cultures live and i learned so much about myself by doing that um you know i've been like all over the world And some of the coolest places I've been were more of the third world countries and just being able to see like a Ghana and how they live and how happy they are and how they have like nothing in their life. Um, It just makes me really like grateful to step back and be like, holy crap, like my life, you know, I need to be grateful for everything I have in my life. But um, what else? I think like health is a big one. I'd like to point out that this is a distinct difference between the male Mm. brain yeah. And the female brain, because yeah. when you say nerd, you're talking about philanthropy, travel, yeah. health and wellness. When a guy <laughs> thinks of a nerd, I immediately go to comic books, mm. superheroes, yeah, anime. Completely different, you know. <laughs> D, yeah, Dean, wanna... you're a big anime guy, right? I'm not. I'm not a big anime fan, but when I think of nerd, I just think of anime for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, I see? think it's just. I think when I say nerd, like I understand your perspective and it's definitely different subjects. I think I like to just learn, like whether you have a different profession than me, like Jared, I can get very nosy. Like I'll sit you down and I'll be like, tell me about your life. And like, I just keep asking questions. Like people are like, you know, I've kind of been known in the friend group that sometimes I can get intrusive because I just want to know, like, I don't like the surface level conversations. Like, tell me about your life and tell me about your upbringing or whatever, like your cool stories. Like everyone's got a cool story. Why not? learn from it or I don't know. I think, I think next time you get asked that question, I'm not saying uh, the, the answer was wrong. I think maybe you should replace the word nerdy with uh, passionate. Cause that seems like it's more yeah. like a passionate thing. 
but that could also be misinterpreted for like something sexual. Like I'm a passionate sure. girl, Dean. Like, yeah, like, that's Kelly, fair. Calm down. <laughs> yeah. I guess it really depends on how much you like the guy, whether you want to say passion or not. Because then, like you said, it could be misinterpreted. So it's whether you want it to be misinterpreted or not. Yeah. Uh, I have something. So we're going to take a quick break. But before we take a quick break, I'm sure this has already been out there and floated out there and written about. Mm-hmm. But it just popped in my head. So we have uh, Michelle's season of The Bachelorette just ended. Clayton's season of The Bachelor is about to air in January. And then, of course, we'll have a new season of The Bachelorette coming when film March, April, whenever it starts filming. Kelly Flanagan, you are an attorney. You're very intelligent, very conversationalist. You have incredible hair. Incredible hair. (laughs) I mean, this this feels like... A no-brainer, and I don't know why it hasn't popped in my head. Kelly Flanagan, you need, as long as you're still single, to be the next Bachelorette. It's like, it's almost too obvious. Oh, my God. Well, Jared, that is like the, you know, um, biggest compliment I've received in a while. Seriously. I think you maybe need, if that's the biggest compliment you've received, you maybe need to reconsider who you're going on dates with. (laughs) Yeah. All right, I take that back. He's, uh, I'm not going to talk about it, whatever. Right. Contextually but, uh, speaking, I guess it's a, it's a good one. Yeah, yeah no, Am it, I, it really is. I'm not know, wrong. Right? I feel very passionate about this. I think on Help I Suck at Dating, first episode, we need to start this campaign, which I'm sure has already been started, but I'm mm. just oblivious to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kelly Flanagan. How old are you, Kelly? I'm 29. I turned 30 oh. in February. Oh, my. You're... This is perfect. This is as long as this is something you'd be interested in doing. Holy shit. It's all the stars are aligning. I feel like this Mm. needs to happen. Right. Maybe we can uh, go online like petition.org and start a petition to get Kelly as the next bachelorette. Oh my God. Suck army. Listen to this podcast. I would say all 12 of our listeners would go and sign it right away. Absolutely. (laughs) We'd probably get 13 people to listen to this podcast just because Kelly's on it. The 12 listeners plus me and you. So there's 14. We can maybe yeah. get, convince some producers to go sign it too. We might get up oh to 20. Um, I'd be, would you, well, let's ask you, would you be down for that? Let's say, uh, you know, fast forward six months, you're still single, but you're still dating and they come and approach you with the idea. Would you be interested in it? Um, I think anyone always would consider it. Right now, like, Dean, I'm not going to lie. I just am trying to take care of my health. I think that like, um, I think the stress from it all, and again, it was new. I think mm. the stress from it all really took a toll on me and like put me in like a deep spot where I was like, oh, shit, like my health isn't good. Cause you know, the majority of illnesses are like from stress. And mm. I never really looked at it. But now looking back, I'm like, man, like just going on the show with the breakup, how messy things got. Yeah. Um, it was, it definitely took a toll on me. So, you know, the next like six months, um, I'm doing this protocol and focusing on health. But hey, well, I- you never know. I got to say, though, I do think as stressful as that scenario is for anyone that goes through it, it's I, I would say uh, a lot of the stress was placed on everyone that was on that season because uh, not that Peter is like a bad guy in any sense of the word, but I just think that he created a lot of undue stress on people. So I do yeah. think if you were to go on your own season, it would be stressful in its own right. But I think it would be unfair to compare the two. That's just that's just my hunch on it. Yeah. Um, I want to I want to ask you. So what what is Lyme disease? What is that? What is that? I never knew you had that too. I didn't know that that yeah. was like a. It was actually funny. Like Dean, on when I was on the show, there was like weird things always happening to me. Like my throat was closing when I was in Costa Rica. And I remember getting up in the middle of the night and like running to the doctor, being like, "Hey, something's not good. Like my immune, like oh, something in my autoimmune system's like messed up." But essentially, what Lyme is, it's just a virus, um, and it has a shield on it, so it's hard to kill. Because like, think about it's called biofilm is the shield, so you could kill it off but you need to kill off that biofilm. Now that biofilm is created by sugar. So I can't have any sugar carbs Mm. to essentially get rid of it, but it just kind of messes with like my autoimmune system. So like days I'm like exhausted or other days I just have like my throat closing up or it's just like triggering a bunch of different things in me. Um, And so it all all depends on what you eat. You're saying no carbs, no sugar. That's basically like in everything I feel like. Yeah, it's not healthy. I'm doing that for three months, um, and then I could start incorporating it. But I need to get rid of that like shield. So this is like a new thing. This isn't like something you were born with. 
Um, I don't know how long I've had it. I think that a lot of people have it in their system and then it gets, it gets triggered Mm. by like stress. So that's why I was kind of insinuating. Maybe it was from the show where I was like super stressed and it just like came Mm. and hit me hard. Right. And so hopefully you're living more of a stress-free life nowadays. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm not, I'm trying to take a seat on the back burner. Actually, it's funny, Dean, a lot of people who have Lyme, um, you're, you get really sensitive to mold too. And their number one recommendation is to live the van life. Nice. (laughs) Why? Just like go to an arid climate and drive around or what? Just so you're away (laughs) from like mold because like when your immune system's down, you're super sensitive to mold Mm. and it'll trigger you. So the best way is to go live out of a van in nature and you're good to go. And you decided to move to a city where it's 80 degrees and 100% humidity 12 months out of the year. <laughs> I, know. I know. I did move into a new building, though. I made sure of that. Nice. Nice. Well, yeah. um, Well. okay. Well, hopefully you figure out Lyme disease. That sounds pretty brutal. I like, can't imagine uh, being restricted dietarily, like just having to go to a restaurant and like picking and choosing things on a menu. So I feel for you. Yeah. I hope everything gets better. Uh, we are going to take one quick break and we're going to jump into some headlines real quick because obviously it's nice to get... Kelly's perspective on a lot of these things instead of just mine and Jared's dumb opinion. So stick through the break. We'll be right back. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black lead products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black lead brand, we make room for another black lead brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing Black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies. The list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing Black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes, and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The Pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois, and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois, and my life has never been the same, and I love her so much, and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs First was Pappy, and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much. With Pappy, he just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him, and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com adoption drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty, beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com.
we have a couple headlines that I do want to talk about uh, in depth with Kelly and yourself. The first one I'm going to talk about because it's about Spider-Man. And seeing how I talked about it in the first segment, why not go right into it? So Zendaya and Tom Holland were told that they shouldn't date. And they were told this by a Spider-Man producer. So Spider-Man No Way Home producer Amy Pascal, Pascal, P-A-S-C-A-L, Pascal, Pascal, Pascal. admitted... I think Pascal admitted that she once told Tom Holland and Zendaya that dating one another would be a bad idea. And of course, Zendaya and Tom Holland are now dating. Quote, I took Tom and Zendaya aside separately when we first cast them and gave them a lecture. Don't go there. Just don't. Try not to, she said. This might seem extreme, but there is a track record for the Spider-Man films where the stars end up romantically involved. Tobey Maguire and Kirsten Dunst dated after playing Spider-Man and Mary J, respectively. Pasquale says she gave the same speech to Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone when they played Peter Parker and Gwen Stacy in The Amazing Spider-Man back in 2012. Quote, I gave the same advice to Andrew and Emma. It can just complicate things, you know, and they all ignored me. Now, Tom Holland and Zendaya were photographed by paparazzi kissing at a stoplight in L.A. back in July. After years of rumors that they were much more than just friends, they have since been slightly more open about their relationship, but still keep things between them very private. In an interview with GQ in November, Tom Holland talked about the importance of keeping some things for themselves. He said, quote, one of the downsides of our fame is that privacy isn't really in our control anymore. And a moment that you think is between two people that love each other very, very much is now a moment that is shared with the entire world. Zendaya went on to agree with this, saying the equal sentiment we both share is just that when you really love and care about somebody, some moments are things you wish were your own. I think loving someone is a sacred thing and a special thing and something that you want to deal with and go through and experience and enjoy amongst the two people that love each other. So my question to you, ladies and gentlemen, should you ladies date someone you work with? Um. Well, I just want to take a step back and appreciate uh, you said sediment instead of sentiment, but it's okay. It's okay, it's dude. Okay. Rhode Island public school system. Do you know? How, first of all, you're gonna you're gonna pick out the one thing I messed up on. I just read that entire thing very well. If I may pat once, myself on the once back. Once you said sediment, all I could think about was rocks and sediment. So, um, anyways, Kelly, what do you what do you think? You're, it's a great question. You did a great job, Jared. What do you think, Kelly? There goes that van life for Dean. All you could think about is rocks. <laughs> Yeah, you know, rocks, big rocks, small rocks, uh, <laughs> pink rocks, whatever. Um, um, I personally, well, I'll, I'll start us off here. I personally um, don't think you should date someone that you work with. But what do you guys think? I don't think you can control it. Like, you like who you like. You know what I mean? Like, if you show up to work every single day and you have a crush on that person, like, are you really going to be like, no, I can't just because you work with them? Like, I don't know. I think that's limiting yourself a little bit. Yeah. I don't think it's ideal. But I don't think you could, I don't think you could really like force yourself not to just because you're in the same work environment. I, um, so after I graduated college, I worked at this job in Denver, like a, a suit and tie office job kind of thing. And they had a very strict no dating coworkers policy. And I remember I got fired one, uh, well, like the one day that I got fired, whatever. And the very next day, I started dating one of my coworkers. So um, <laughs> I will say, I think it's like we, more tempting. <laughs> yeah, right. And it got exciting. And then a week later, we were like, "Why are we dating? We don't even like each other. We have nothing in common." Um, so I, I don't know. I think it would be awkward to like show up to work and have to like deal with someone that you like. I mean, imagine Jared, who's like, who's one of your exes? Like, imagine you show up to Audrey's and Kayla is there working as the barista. It'd just be a little uncomfortable, you know? It would be extremely uncomfortable. Yeah. But it's so have but it you guys be ever fun in the moment? It could be fun in the moment. Well, it's definitely right. fun in the moment. It could be super passionate. Yeah. Yes. Because it's the taboo. It's something that you're not supposed to do, which makes you want to do it even more. But just Dean like loves anything. This word passionate. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great word. But it is a great word. It's one of those things that I think, again, great in the moment. But then as time goes on, it only gets worse. Like, Listen, we're very open on this podcast. I'm sure we've all had those nights where it's very fun and it's a great night. And then the next day, you're like, that might have been a big mistake. Yeah. Uh, and so I think dating someone you work with is 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 fun in the moment. And listen, if it's like a long-lasting relationship, then sure. But then like I've had friends who've had to quit their jobs because their coworkers yeah. – 
and they're not supposed to date, but they just want to be together. So they ended up like moving departments and doing whatever they had to do to start dating. The irony of this entire conversation, too, is going on The Bachelor or Bachelorette, that's literally exactly what you're doing is dating your coworkers. It's a show about dating your coworkers. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> I guess I like it. <laughs> yeah, I guess you guys, we all like I guess it. I'm about it. <laughs> Other than Bachelor, have you guys ever dated a coworker? Dean, I know you said you dated after, but have you ever dated someone while you worked together? Um, no, I've like, go ahead, Dean. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, in high school, I dated a, I was a lifeguard. I dated a lifeguard that worked with me. I never have. To be honest, I've like done long distance with all my, all my boyfriends. <laughs> hmm. so well, now you just I keep mean, them like, at arm's a, length. You could have like a Zoom call meeting with a coworker from any distance, you know? It's, it's like mm-hmm. a work from home thing, I guess. I don't know. Jared, have you ever? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I like officially dated them, but definitely when I was like bartending in my early 20s, I would have, you know, I would, I was like hanging out with someone and we would see each other at work and we weren't like officially dating, but we'd always hang out after work and she would stay over, I'd stay over her place. So it was like, that awkwardness that you would just always constantly see the person and then it would have you would always have to it would you know let's you be real it's cool? kind of it's, like, it's actually I, it's actually funny that you guys say that because now when i think back on it like i remember when i was going through law school i told myself like i will not date anyone in this law school there was one really cute guy and i still i still wouldn't crack just because of it i didn't want but to now yeah what's this what guy's name know? what's he doing now <laughs> He's a lawyer. Like I don't know. He's he's out of the picture. <laughs> <laughs> he was cute at uh, the time. <laughs> he might. Do you do you still know what he looks like? Yeah, and he's really cute. He actually texted me the other day. I forgot to respond. Oh, what? you forgot to respond? This is it. This <laughs> you might not need the bachelorette. This could be it. <laughs> oh, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. I keep what getting a story. What, Jared? I like, gotta I gotta ask. I gotta ask, Jared. Yeah. You as a bartender, what was it like? Were you like winking at girls, like sliding your number over to them on napkins? Or were you receiving well, you gotta, numbers from girls? You got to remember too, I was bartending at Carabas Italian Grill in Warwick, Rhode Island. I was like a big fish in a small pond, you know? So <laughs> it was, no, it was, uh, I, I don't think I ever gave my number out, but I would I would get numbers occasionally as everybody like, I mean, who hasn't left their number for the bartender? Um, it's just like almost a, a rite of passage. And did you ever so, follow through with it? Like, did you ever uh, like text or call a girl that hit on you at the bar? Of course. Oh, so okay. yeah. do you ever see your exes in Rhode Island now? Um, no. I mean, luckily, like, I don't have too many exes. Like, exes, exes. Like, I've seen people that like we went on dates and it's super relaxed, and you know, they're you know they're married, I'm married. It's just kind of like the way it is. But I never really see any. There's only like one big ex in my life, and and she doesn't live in Rhode Island anymore. Um, but, uh, but yeah, of course I would follow it up with it. Damn. I had something to say and now I can't remember it, but, oh, I, I remember one time when I was bartending, I went on a, um, a date with a girl who left their number at the bar and it was the worst date of my life probably. Like, so I, 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 I don't want to like get into too much detail in case she listens to the podcast and like, oh, she definitely listens to the podcast, but it's obviously she's one of our 13 listeners, but, um, (laughs) It was just pretty much a day where I hung out with her friends because they were having a get together. And so I went with them, but they got wasted. It was the first time I was ever hanging out with her friends and her. They were all wasted, all five of them throwing up. Like, so, all right, I'll tell you. So we had to go on a ferry. So we went to Block Island. We went on a ferry. And on the way back from the ferry, they were all throwing up on there. Like, literally, I had to take care of her and her friends as they were like throwing up, passing out. After I knew them for like seven hours, I was like, this is horrible. This is a bad idea. What was I thinking? And then they were like, oh, we're going to go have a fire back at my place. Like, do you want to come? And I'm like, I'm all set. I'm just going to head home. Like, you guys, it was, I'll, I'll call you, you know? <laughs> so was there a second date or was that the end of it? That was the end of it. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, All right. Well, I got to ask, too. So last week, Kelly, we talked about cuffing season. So there's this thing called Dating Sunday. Uh, Dating Sunday is trending on your social media feeds. Uh, It's one of the busiest days of the year for online dating apps. So it's like basically this Dating Sunday is essentially like the Dating Sunday is like to Black Friday, whatever. What are your thoughts on cuffing season? Because we were talking about like the weather gets a little colder. All you want to do is like snuggle up with the partner, whatever it is. What, What are your thoughts? 
I mean, I think cuffing scenes is great. Sign me up. But it's got to, like, again, it's got to be the right person. I'm very, like, picky. And I would say I'm pretty traditional when it comes to, like, dating. I'm not all over the board. I'm not. I usually don't really do many dates, if you want me being honest, unless I'm, like, pretty into the guy. Um, okay. So, so you're you know, not, like, all like, over the dating apps, like, looking for someone to, like, snuggle up next to the fire with? No. And you know what? When I was recently with a bunch of the Bachelor Nation people, they, like, asked me, um, before recently, like I haven't gone on a date in a long time and they were like completely judging me, like completely judging me that I just didn't want to go and like wake up with random people all the time. And I was like, all right, screw you. Of course it was one of the guys, but he was like, I don't get it. You just like want to be single. I was like, no, but I don't want to wake up to like a random person in my bed that I don't even like. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like it might be something a guy would say is like, oh, you just don't want to have a bunch of one night stands. That's weird. I yeah. think he what thought, a weirdo. He like, <laughs> he like, I think he thought that he kind of had a chance too. So mm. it was more oh, of like a, no. a to the ego to be like, bro, I want nothing to do with you. <laughs> oh, nice. God. Well, way to put your foot down. I agree though. Cuffing season, it's it's a good time of year to find someone to like be cuffed up with, but not at the, you know, don't like lower your standards because of it, right? Yeah. That's kind of what you're saying. Yep. Not at that expense. <laughs> yeah. I also just want to say that the girl that I went on a date with, even though I did not say her name, was very sweet and she was very kind. (laughs) And it was not like it was just a one-off thing. You know what I mean? I don't want to like throw her, you know, she was very sweet, very nice person. Just like, you know, we all have had those days, right? All right. Anyway, Hannah Brown's brother, Patrick. Hannah Brown, of course, we know is the former bachelorette. uh, But Hannah Brown's brother, whose name is Patrick, is engaged to Jed Wyatt's ex, Haley Stevens. So Jed Wyatt is obviously the guy that Hannah picked on her season and then they ended up breaking it off because Jed still had a girlfriend back home who was Haley. And now Hannah Brown's brother is engaged to Jed's ex Haley, who was dating Jed while he was on the show with Hannah. Yo, That's I'm how this sh- is all playing out. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. And then I saw Jed respond and say something like, does he know he's engaged? What does that even mean? Did you I see that? Know. I did not. I- Jed responded on what? on his Instagram and was like, I just have one question. Does he even know he's engaged? And I was like, what does that mean? What does that mean? I don't know what that means. I don't, I don't know, know what I, that uh, means either. Is that some sort of dig? Kaylin, oh, here Kaylin we go. brought this up the other day. Kaylin was like, like knocked on her butt, blown away. Like, I can't believe this is actually happening. And I guess I, the more I think about it, right, like it is pretty, like it's a big world. How many people are there? Like 7 billion. So the There's one like that you choose just happens. people. Yeah, one million people at least. The one person that you decide to choose is like so closely tied to an ex of yours. It's pretty crazy There's to think not, about. I wonder what those conversations are like around that household. <laughs> yeah, s- I, I, I feel like there's like a lot of things that you can bond over in the beginning stages of a relationship. So maybe they, they were like, like just found common ground because they had a lot of like, you know, they knew a lot of the same people. Um, so get let me get this straight. So it's Jed's ex is marrying Hannah's Hannah's brother. brother. That's like, how do they, that's crazy. How did, I mean, I don't know. How <laughs> did they meet? It's definitely, it's definitely crazy. I mean, I'm sure they were like talking about the situation, sliding each other's DMs and yeah. Yeah, but it's, how? how? Like, why would Hannah's brother slide into Jed's sister's DM or Jed's ex girlfriend? Excuse me, way worse. Because <laughs> she's probably hot. I don't know. You know, so, sometimes life is that simple. You know You're You're 100% right, Kelly. It's actually funny because there's a lot of the times when the show's airing now and say, like, there's someone that's, like, a quote-unquote villain or, like, a bad person or manipulative mm. or gaslighting or something. They'll slide into our DMs. And I don't know why they'll slide into mine, but they slide into mine a lot. And they'll just, like, tell me the deep gossip on this person and how they're actually a horrible person. You know, I wasn't really, like, asking for it in any sense. But I think, like, it, people just feel comfortable. So, so you're saying – wait, so you're saying people slide into your DMs that are, like, perceived as villains? To, no, to, like, talk crap about, like, some of the contestants. Mm. Um, there was a guy on Katie season that was pretty, like, controversial or whatever. And um, I think one of his exes, like, slid in to be like, he's really not a good person. And I was like, oh, damn. Because <laughs> I think like, I may have – I may have made a comment on like Instagram uh, and be like, oh my. And then, uh, yeah, and then it just starts like that. Hey, I know we talked about you being the bachelorette, which I'm all on board for. Uh, what about <laughs> paradise though? Is paradise a thing that's possible for you? No, I, I don't, I don't think so. No, I just, this I just is, don't. this is bachelorette or nothing. 
<laughs> no, okay. not even that. I just don't know if I want to put myself in like that stress. You guys get it. You guys yeah, get 100%. it. It's beyond stressful, you know? And, and like, I don't know. Do I really think that my guy is going to be in bachelor nation? Like, I don't, I could be, I could be totally off, but I just, this is my perception. A lot of guys that go on the show and this is like maybe PTSD for me or something, but when they go on, I feel like a hot girl is a hot girl. You know, she's gotten attention her whole life, but a lot of these guys, I feel like they haven't. And then they come off the show. They, they get this like fame where like every girl wants them. And you guys know how that fan, you know, bachelor nation fandom works. So all of Mm -hmm. these girls are all over them. They're not used to it. You know, they want to test the water. So um, I feel like the majority of these guys that come off the show, their their ego is just like driven so high that it's almost hard to be in a relationship with them because they're quote unquote at their peak. Right. I think I, I think, mean, I think you nailed it right now. I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, with Dean, you nailed that right on the head. Um, yeah. Hold on, I did want, and obviously we're being facetious when we say like bachelor or nothing. Obviously, you know, Kelly, do what's best for you. You have no problem finding guys. I have, I have confidence in that. Um, I, I've been struggling, guys. I thought it'd be easier. But. Something, something tells me that you're struggling because of your own choices, which is good. Right. You have high standards, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. No, um, so what Jed did say though, so he says, uh, I guess the only thing I have to state is more of a question. Does he know he's engaged? Question mark. I'm assuming that's that's some sort of dig. My phone. Oh, coffee now. emergency. Coffee emergency. <laughs> Should I pick up on on the on the podcast? Yeah. Yeah, do it. Let's see. Oh, just coffee house and lounge. They need extra milk. <laughs> We're out of almond milk. <laughs> we need sorry, more, we need more cream. That? We are open till ten o'clock. <laughs> Thank you. Bye bye. All right, back to the podcast here. They just needed to know what time we're closing, guys. That's all. There you go. That's called Google. Excuse me. I know, right? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I guess maybe he said, does he know he's engaged? Because that's some sort of dig at he was engaged to Hannah, and that was like the whole, what started the whole thing. I don't think it was a very thought out dig. Let me let me just say that. I don't think it really works. Yeah, but if, if that's pertaining to him, like, how did he not know he was engaged? Like, he got down on one knee. Like, he, what, what do you mean? You know, that's the only thing I could think of. But it doesn't make I, sense in my head. It doesn't it, make sense. It doesn't make sense, I think, in anyone's heads. Maybe even okay. not in his. I, I don't know. I've never <laughs> met Jed. He seems, uh, you know, for all of his shortcomings, like an okay guy. So uh, He is. He's very nice. He was very nice when I met him in person. And uh, I just, I, I don't know. That, it's not a very good comeback. But maybe he'll have a better one in the future. Uh, so we are going to take a, uh, another break before we get into emails. But one more question, because we were talking about dating Sunday, cuffing season, and how people are on more dating apps. So Kelly, have you tried? Are you on dating apps right now? You know what? I've, I've been on one dating app. It's called, I've been on Raya. I'm, I don't know if you guys know, but. Um, oh, never, we know Raya. I've never actually been on a date on Raya. And I'll tell you why. I, I had it before I went on the show um, and I'm not good on one-on-one dates guys. Like I'm being dead serious. Like I just think it's like too much pressure. I don't want to do it. I would rather get to know you like your friend group, see how you interact with your friends before like there's so much pressure for that one-on-one. So um, I've always had it and I thought like the best way to use it would be like, you know, if there was a really cool guy and say he was in town to like message him or he would message me whatever and being like, hey, like, are you in town? Like, I have a bunch of my girlfriends in town. Like, let's get a bunch of your guy friends in town. We'll all go out and kind of make make it more of like a group setting. But I've never even gotten there yet. So <laughs> This I is just like really... in, your, in your fantasies. Yeah. <laughs> So I don't use it. Um, I have it, but I don't use it. And that, I just don't funny. know that's, if that's my one. That's kind of contradictory to what you were saying earlier. You said you like to get like deep down on a personal level, but I guess maybe that comes later on, like after yeah. the uh, after the introduct- introductions are made, right? Yep. Yeah. I, I just think like, again, I know that I'm very like closed off when I say this, but I just think like my person is going to be like a friend of a friend that could vouch for them. Because like sometimes you hear about these dates where this person's like, a serial weirdo or right. I don't know. Like, I just don't, I just don't want to deal with that. So I will say I went on one riot date once back when I had the app. Um, 
Rai is intimidating because you meet some people on there that are like, you know, Olympic gold medalists or like <laughs> just like really <laughs> successful people. I went yeah. on one date with this girl who was like super badass, like a professional skateboarder, skydiver, did all these things that like I enjoyed doing as well. And we went on one date and it was just like us two and we had zero chemistry. And then ever since then, I was like, I'm just going to stay off of Raya for the longest <laughs> ever. <laughs> no way. It yeah. is so intimidating. Were you, like, were you like intimidated by her, Dean? Oh my God. So intimidated. We like. Hey, but like, she, why? I feel like so many guys get like that. Like, I don't know. Okay. Just okay I'll tell you why. It's because she was like, I'm not feeling well. Like, let's just like, just come over to my place and we'll like watch a movie or something. So I like I was like okay cool I'll pick you up some to go order some Chinese food or something I'll bring it over brought it over pulled up to her house and it was like an amazing it was like a mansion with like three cars in the driveway like a decked out Hummer a Lamborghini and like a Maserati and I'm like okay oh, this shit. is insane go into the house and I'm like she's like giving me a tour she's got like a skate ramp in her backyard like a pool over there and like all these things and I'm like wow this girl is so freaking crazy like she's badass and then I'm like I don't think I like can live up to the expectation of someone that's like way cooler than me, you know? Like, Oh my God, I don't understand why guys think that way. Like if anything, you should praise that and be like, hey, this girl's got her shit together. She's like done great for herself. I applaud you. Like I feel like there's so many guys that get intimidated by that. Well, Kelly, it's because as a guy, we know like a perfect example is what happened earlier today where it was like, oh, I'm a nerd. I'm into philanthropy and travel. And you're like, wow. (laughs) When I think of a nerd, I'm like Spider-Man. I am not worthy. She's going to find out that I actually am a loser. And that's what guys think. That like but we who know cares? every I love a loser. Like <laughs> I love a loser. Kaylin loves a loser. I mean, I I, I actually loves I do a think loser. Kaylin is super, super yeah, exactly. I do think Kaylin is is very cool in her own right. But this girl just like like I think part of what makes me so edgy is the fact that I like am not scared of anything and I was like, "Wow, this girl is even more fearless than I consider myself to be." So it was like very intimidating. Okay, and also to your- I, feel like, I feel like that's an insecurity of yours that you should like overcome instead of like looking at it as a downfall. It's kind of like cool. I'm littered with insecurities. It's something that uh, you'll learn. You'll learn that over time. Um, <laughs> also, also to your point that you made earlier, like you like to be like witty and sarcastic and like facetious all the time. I'm yeah. very much the same way. And I've noticed it's harder to, to have that like, um, it's not like taking digs, but it's like being sarcastic and like, you know, like being like flirty, funny, whatever. Uh, and she... English was like her second language and she spoke it very well. But I think a lot of that sarcasm is lost on uh, people that haven't been speaking English as long as yeah, someone that has their whole life, you know. So there, no, I don't know. That was that was my one experience with, with Raya, all that to say. So I'm sure if you, you know, find your person, it'll be however it happens. You know, they won't let anyone from like Bachelor Nation on it anymore. No way. Yeah. Why? Why? Um, probably because it would be flooded with all of us. Mm. <laughs> Probably, yeah, that's a fair point. Every, yeah, and I feel like it would be eighty percent, eighty five percent guys from the show that would try to get in Raya. Oh yeah, girls. sure. But yeah, and they, also they it would be like successful actors and actresses, and then reality TV contestants. I know. After reality TV contestant, it's like there's, a, there's a little bit of a disparity between the two. Um, it really breaks down Raya. Yeah. Let's uh, Sorry. let's let's take a quick break and jump into some emails. Kelly, are you gonna you're gonna answer these emails with us? And, Hell yeah, okay. she is. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hey guys, it's Ben and Ashley from the Almost Famous Podcast. It's that time of year where drama fills the air. The Bachelor is back with an all-new season premiering January third. There's a new host, Jesse Palmer, and a brand new Bachelor. Clayton Eckerd. Clayton is a Midwest boy that has that great smile, nice teeth, and he's really tall. Ash, let's call it what it is. He's a beefcake. Okay, well, Clayton seems to be a good guy, though, and he can't wait to find love, get married, and have kids. And he believes more than anything that his future wife is on this show. It sounds like a fairy tale, but also a bit of an emotional roller coaster because Clayton tells three different women. He's falling in love with him. Technically, he told one, I couldn't be more sure that I'm falling in love with you. And another one, I'm falling in love with you. And the third one, I am in love with you. You don't miss a thing. It's from years of overanalyzing everything that guys say. But his heart is in the right place. Sure. But other parts of him, not so much. (laughs) As we find out when he admits to two different women, 
that he was intimate with both of them. Yeah, I don't think it's going to go over well. We'll be breaking down it all on the Almost Famous podcast. Ben is married now. Well, and Ashley's a mom. Will it change our opinions of what we think is acceptable single behavior? Ooh, good question. Listen to Almost Famous on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes, and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The Pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight, and honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois, and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois, and my life has never been the same, and I love her so much, and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com adoption drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. Of course, we have uh, your listener emails, listener questions. The first one comes from Matt. I don't know how to move past my partner's past. I was helping my girlfriend set up her new phone and was really not intending on snooping, but I came across old conversations with ex-lovers that were never deleted. I found out she used to live with her ex-boyfriend for a few months, and she told me I was the only guy she had ever lived with. And to top it off, she still had saved nudes and a sex tape video with her ex-boyfriend. Oh, wow. I get that everyone has a past. But now I can't stop overthinking everything and feeling like I got cheated on, even though I didn't. I just can't look at her the same. Sounds so messed up, but I don't know if I can let go of everything I saw and read. Am I exaggerating? Would you guys be able to move past it? What are your thoughts? Um, I, 
I don't necessarily think like you know your past your past that's one thing I think what's probably eating him alive is the lying like I couldn't mm. imagine if you're like you're the first guy I ever lived with and then you find out actually <laughs> lived with a couple other dudes I would be like why would you even lie about that and I yeah think what's that the point of lying that yeah yeah hard agree I think your past is your past right like I would never hold anyone accountable for something that they did before they met me aside from like murdering someone or you know like some insane crime like that but yeah, the lying about it really is is the frustrating part. And it's like you like you don't stand to lose anything by telling them the truth. Like if they accept you for what whatever happened, like that's great. And if they don't, then you know they're not your person. So my advice to Matt you know here what? is oh, go ahead. You, you know what I think I struggle with a little bit, Dean? And maybe this is like some PTSD, but like experiences that I've had is like I understand that people say like your past is your past and all that stuff. But I've also like just, you know, dating around. It's also like it's really, really hard to change someone. And usually their past actions will most Mm. likely explain who they're going to be in the future. Um, And I know that I need to like kind of erase that mentality, but it's like almost too prevalent in my dating thing to be like, hey, this is who I was, but I'm not that person anymore. And then when you see them be exactly that person, it's like, why didn't I listen to my intuition a little bit more? Like you're not changing. Yeah, I agree. But I don't think like, these traits that uh, Matt's girlfriend are projecting aren't necessarily bad things. Like it's not a bad thing to live with an ex. It's not a bad thing to take nudes and send them or whatever. Um, The bad (laughs) thing is lying. Right. So it's like, I I agree. Like there are negative characteristics of people that you don't want to see moving forward with them, especially if you're in a romantic relationship. But like simple things like that, I think are definitely worth just like being open and honest about, you know, but I agree with you. Like, yeah, if you're going around and like, you know, if you're, if you're cheating on every single girlfriend you date, you're probably going to end up cheating again at some point in your life. Like I kind of agree with that, but I've cheated before. So I like to think that that's not necessarily the truest thing in the world. Um, yeah, but no, I, see your, sure, I see your point. I, I, I see that like people can change, but I would just say, say the percentage that it actually does is it's hard. It's very hard to change as an individual. Like you have to literally want to enforce yourself to make those changes. And you know, and a lot of people aren't um, that willing. Right. I agree. You got to put the work in. So what's our advice for Matt then, given all that we know about his situation? Um, I would confront her. I would definitely be like, hey, listen, I get your past is your past. I understand that. Um, I'm not judging you on that. The issue that I have here is you're lying. Like, I don't understand why you had to sit here and tell me that you never lived with a guy before. I understand if you like tried to like make it special and all that stuff, but you have to understand that's hurting me even more by you just not telling me the truth. And it's like a white lie. It's not even anything that I'm sure he would get really upset about. But again, you just got to use your communication skills and truly tell them that you're hurt. Don't get angry with them um, and tell them why you're hurt and tell them exactly that. What if someone snooped through your phone and found out something they didn't like, would you be angry that they snooped or would you be okay and just have to like defend yourself, I guess? You know, Dean, I'm like fine with that. Like, if you want my location, go ahead. If you want to go through my phone, I'm not hiding shit. Like, like I'm pretty open. You'll pro- you'll know where I stand on the majority of stuff. So if I'm talking shit, it's like, well, you piss me off. <laughs> you know what I mean? I also feel like the person that's going to snoop through your stuff to like try and dig up dirt on you is not the person that you want to be in a relationship with anyways. Like, where is the trust? No, I hear you. There's definitely got to be trust there. But um, I don't know. I just try to give like the person I'm with the most security that I possibly can so they don't feel that insecurity and have to like do that. And again, like, I don't know, go through my phone. I don't care. Right. I'm, I mean, I'm in the same boat as you. So I agree. Yeah. Advice to Matt is uh, approach her about the topic and just see if you can't iron it out. I Like, especially early on in relationships, I think like little, little white lies are okay if you're like, for whatever reason, but like, Wait, why? I don't know. Like, I think that people are just like, like you said, you're trying to like romanticize things or like you're trying to like, not necessarily put your best foot forward, but like, it's just a weird time when you're transitioning from like dating casually to dating like seriously in a relationship, you know? So it's like, you don't want to like, I don't know. Maybe you're right. Maybe it's not the best thing. (laughs) Well, what, what, what type of white lie are you talking about? Well, like for instance, like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm talking to myself in circles here. And you're right. I backed into a corner. I think I was wrong. No, that's not true. <laughs> I don't think white lies are the worst thing either. Uh, either all right, Jared, go ahead. I'm well, all right. By both of y'all. Well, let's, okay. So um, this is really stupid, but like even complimenting someone, right? Or like um, when we talk about this a lot, somebody like if I went over a date's house and they cooked for me, you know? 
and it was the first time they made dinner and it tasted like ass. Would I actually say it tasted awful or would I say, no, it's really good. Thank you so much. Would that See, constitute as a white lie? That's good. I like that. That's a good example. And I'm taking it as my own. That's a great example. <laughs> I, that's, I a good, that's a good white lie. I think, you can, I think that's like the, the appropriate um, yeah, and amount of white lie. But also like, but also usually I, I hear both of you guys and that's totally fine on my end. I could agree with that. But at the same time, like say I'm wearing an outfit, you don't like the outfit. Like, I hope that you can tell me being like, yeah, switch it up. You know what I mean? I would rather have someone be so blunt and honest with me than tell those white lies. Even on the but first, like say it was the second date. And a guy was like, Just, ah, I don't like that shirt. Would you no, be like, oh, okay, I'll change it for you? Or would you be like, ah, shut the fuck up. I'm wearing this shirt. <laughs> I think, I think like, again, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it. Like, if you don't like their outfit, just don't freaking comment on it. What mm. if they, what if you asked me? Uh, yeah, that's hard. It's hard. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Back her into a corner, Jared. You're doing the Lord's work right now. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get to the next email before we run out of time. From Nate, I feel like such a jerk even typing this out, but I need some advice from, of course, Suck Army. My girlfriend and I have been dating for almost three years. Just recently, she has changed to a different birth control. I'm not sure if it's her body getting used to it, but she's constantly having mood swings. She's been bleeding for three months straight. She gets in these depressive moods. She's been gaining weight, etc. Her moods have begun affecting me, and I don't know what to do or how to help. Her moods are really starting to drag me down. It's impacting our relationship a lot, and we are hardly intimate anymore since she has no sexual desire. I wanted to tell her that maybe she should get off of this birth control, or we could try a different form of contraceptives, but I'm also not a woman. It's her body and her choice. How can I be supportive without ignoring my needs of expressing my feelings without hurting hers feelings so, kelly I'll, I'll go with this one um <laughs> it's actually funny because i've been there and again i will jared you don't want me to go on rants about health and stuff like that but i just think like, no i do oral contraceptive of like things that are like throwing off your hormones like feeding your body that kind of stuff to me mm. is things that like I've tried. I've been there. I've done that. I've gone absolutely psychotic on it. Like, I remember I was dating a guy and like, if he hugged me, I'd be like, don't knock me here. Something stupid like that. But um, I think that he should try to convince her to get off of it. It, it doesn't sound healthy. She's not reacting to it well. Um, you know, some people have bad reactions. It doesn't work for everyone. And if that's the case, then you need to look for alternative choices. I won't be on birth control because I've tried so many different ones and that exact same thing happened to me where I was like, I can't be feeding my body these like fake hormones. Like I just don't react well to it. Can't do it. Yeah, I think uh, female, female birth control is so flawed in so many ways. Um, I will say though, and correct me if you guys think this is wrong, I got to give props to Nate because it sounds like he's being respectful of the entire situation. Like even yeah. to ask these questions, I think is a pretty respectful thing to do. Like he wants to figure out what's best to do about the situation, all that kind of stuff. And a lot of guys I think would get angry or, you know, just break up or do whatever it is. So I think uh, he's handling it to the best of his ability, which is uh, I think commendable. Dean, I couldn't agree more with you because I've been there and I remember just like how psychotic I was going with this like extra pump of hormones in me. Like I did not feel like myself at all. And it was just like, it made me like go crazy. Um, so I feel his pain. I feel her pain because I don't think she's doing it on purpose either, you know? Yeah. It, it's just like so stupid. Why can't like, you know the saying where it's like, why would you uh, like, why would, why would you shoot at a bulletproof vest instead of just taking the bullets out of the gun? Like there should be like a male birth control, oral contraceptive, or contraceptive, is that what it's called? What is it called, where you take it, a yeah. pill by mouth? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's crazy to me. I think that there needs to be some some fixtures with it. I think maybe, um, well, I've, I've thought about the idea of getting a vasectomy. What do you guys think about that? Really? You, you don't can, want kids ever? Well, I could, like, freeze my sperm or something. But, like, would you ever do that, Jared, after you have, like, one or two or three or however many kids you want? Uh, sure, but... You can also reverse the vasectomy, can't you? I yeah, want to say my dad has that. A reverse vasectomy? The reverse one? I, I can't remember. No, I can't remember if he got one. I mean, after six kids, like, or no, you know what? My mom got her tubes tied. That's what it was. Uh, so, nice. I think, because um, I'm pretty sure a friend of mine got a vasectomy <laughs> and then they changed their mind and wanted kids again and then did the reversal and they ended up getting pregnant. You can right. Oh, really? That. Yeah. So nice. I've... I've done some research on it. It seems like a pretty painful process and like pain that can linger for a long time. 
Wait, um, Dean, why? Explain, explain to me. Well, I, I would do it for Kaylin's sake. Like, I don't want her to have, always have to take um, birth control. Like, why wouldn't I just take care of it? And that way she can, like, be free of all that stuff, you know? And, like, yeah. she, she's getting her hormones tested uh, to see if she easy, even is able to bear children. So I guess we'll, we'll know one way or the other. But, like, also we, you know, we've talked about kids. We, like, maybe we'll have one. We maybe we'll have two, whatever. Um, but it's, like, but we could just adopt. I don't know. We need to figure that out. But I just think it should be more standard for men to, like, take care of it on their own, right, instead of leaving it up to the women to, like, do all that stuff, you know? If you, if, Dean, if you have a kid, you have to change your Instagram handle. You can no longer be Deanie Babies with a child. What would I be? A Deanie, 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 father, Deanie, daddy. Yeah, Deanie Daddies. Deanie Daddies. <laughs> it's, not, it's not that I'm a baby. It's a playoff of Beanie Babies. No one ever understands that. Come on. I know. It is yeah. very adorable. Dean, you really are a Beanie Baby. Just- oh, you're so sweet. You're so sweet. All right, that's going to do it for this week's episode <laughs> of Help I Suck at Dating. Um, 2022, let's have a hell of a year, huh? What's, uh, do you guys have any resolutions for yourself leading into this new year? Having a successful business. There you go. I think mine's just taking care of my health, slow things down, and um, focus on me, you know? Yeah, I think you're in a good place. And you're turning 30 in, what, two months? So. Oh, don't remind me. Oh, 30s are great. Join the club. It's fun. (laughs) Come over to the dark side. Oh, I'm nervous. I'm nervous, guys. It only gets better. I promise you that much. 30's been the best year of my life. Um, my resolution is very much the same. Take care of my mental health specific, well, and physical, because I've kind of put on a little bit of weight, but that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, I wish us all the best of luck and all of you listeners as well. Uh, keep emailing us. I suck at dating at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Matt and Nate for sending in the emails. Uh, Kelly, thank you for joining us. Uh, we hope to, we, we hope to have Kelly. you as like a constant staple in this, uh, yeah. in this podcast. Let's You're do it. Awesome. I had fun. I had a lot of fun. Well, perfect. We're going to keep doing it then. Um, All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Be sure to tune in next week where maybe we suck just a little bit less. Follow Help by Suck at Dating on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Love at First Sight still exists. It's available at your local shelter. This June 7th to 9th, join the Pedigree Adoption Drive and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more and see full terms and conditions. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports so you can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com.